give it a shot here. See how it sounds. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another week of One Nine Hundred Nerdy Talk. Like you see, you may be hearing my voice, but you're not seeing my face because this week it's just Joe and Doctor J holding down the fort. Where's Brandon? I don't know. And that's saying a lot because I am Brandon. But make sure you stay tuned and listen in as those two boys talk all of your dirtiest, nerdiest needs right here on 1900 Nerdy Talk. That's lovely. Mm. It's as if, I mean, I felt him in spirit there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, oh, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> I. This wasn't originally on the plan, but I do have something I need to atone for. Uh-oh. Uh, it's brief, but if you have the I'm Sorry music cued, um, hit me with it. I can do it. I can do that. Last week, I mentioned that uh, we were talking about Stephen Young coming to the, the MCU, and he's, of course, Grammy nominated, and I had mentioned how... I'm not sure if there are or if any other MCU actors are. Like, I have no idea. Did you say Grammy nominated? Uh, Oscar nominated. <laughs> okay. I'll go ahead and apologize for that. I mix up the two all the time. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Can't, you can't get me on that one, Jake. But you did get me on this one. Uh, so I just wanted to go through some of these names that are... There's a lot of them. There's a lot <laughs> of MCU actors who are Oscar nominated. Um. Yeah, you, I kind of forget that actors like Jamie Fox are, <laughs> are part of the MCU. Part of it. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I, it it would probably be easier <laughs> to find which actor has not been nominated for an Oscar. Um, Cumberbatch been nominated. I would be surprised if he wasn't, but I'm not gonna take a stance on that because I have no idea. Ruffalo, right? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, Oscar Isaac, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, a, a lot of them. Wow. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Forget that she's part of the MCU sometimes. There's quite a few uh, people from uh, Black Panther, I'm pretty sure, have been as well. Yeah, you know, it was an oversight on my part. And maybe I should do more research before I just start spitting things out. It happens to the best of us. It truly does. It happens to the best of us. I mean, since we got the music playing, I'd like to apologize for all the fart jokes uh, to start the, the episode off. Trying to be better. Uh, I'm also sorry for lying because I'm not sorry at all for that. Mm. So, anyway. At least you're honest. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, honest Joe. Uh, Dr. J, how you doing, buddy? Doing swell. You having a good week? Yeah, uh, all these weeks are blurring together, getting close to spring break. And it's just kind of crunch time for uh, everything that's a midterm and everything that's not a midterm being due. I don't miss I don't miss that stuff at all. I was never yeah. great at it, and I, was, I dropped out fairly early into my college career. But uh, don't miss it. My wife has gone through a lot of college. She has. She's gone through a lot, and uh, uh, even just being married to her while going through school gave me severe anxiety. So. I don't miss it. I'm glad I didn't do it. But good for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Good things are going to come y'all's way for all the hard work. Um, I think it's kind of ironic that uh, Brando ended up not being here tonight because mm. 
uh, one of the topics that we were going to talk about is something that you and I disagree on. Yeah. Uh, significantly. Uh, and that is the Mandalorian. We do. We do. We couldn't be as polar opposite on this. Um, let me preface this first of all by saying there's a, for me, there is a difference between something being like cinematically, even story wise, excellent. There's some, there's a difference between excellence from that standpoint and entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have always been a believer cause I, f- I follow and watch a lot of people who review movies, <coughs> TV shows, the whole works. And you know, we've always entertainment is always subjective, right? Right. And so, like, I've always been a believer of uh, if that movie's on, you know, is what makes it a good movie to me is am I if it's a random Thursday, and it's on TV, am I gonna sit and watch this thing? Hmm. Am I if I'm just hanging around the house with the kids and Disney Plus is on or, or Netflix or whatever, and it's available to watch, I'm gonna go ooh ooh, let's watch that like. That to me, those movies that I keep going back and revisiting, or shows that I go back and revisit, to me, that's what makes it good. To me, because mm. that's that's things that I find good. Mandalorian is by far not the best show ever, from a from a story standpoint, um, for even from a execution standpoint for what they're trying to do. Right. Is by far not the best. It's not the best Star Wars show right now. Andor is the best Star Wars show they've ever done, uh, from a definitely from a story wise. But right, <coughs> but Mandalorian is not. However, Mandalorian scratches an itch for me hmm. as a Star Wars fan on a couple different levels. Even some of the fan service stuff, um, like I really enjoy. Um, but <coughs> no. I know there's issues with the show. I guess let's do this. Let, let's start off. Let's talk about episode one dropped Wednesday. It did. I was looking forward to it. Were you yeah. even looking? I was you, looking forward to looking it. Looking forward to it. Okay. Especially off of the heat of Andor, uh, and Andor is like Andor is objectively like it is a a well put together story. It is thought through. Watching that is yeah. like it is legitimately some of the best <laughs> Star Wars content that's been released. Lord. That bug is. I don't know what's going on. I was perfectly fine. All of a sudden, I can't. I uh, can't speak. Um, no, yeah. I. I. Uh, plus, I, I love Filoni. I love yeah. Filoni and so much of this show, and I love Favreau, and so much of this show obviously has their hands. You know, their seasoning in the pot. Hmm. Um, I will say this: out of the three seasons to start, this is my least favorite opener out of the three seasons. Um, I still had a good time with it as far as some of the, some of the things that we got in this. Um, I, I loved the subtle kind of, by the way, by the way, this is, if you have not seen Mandalorian episode one, we are going to talk some spoilers. We're not going to completely break this episode down. That's not really what we do here. We, yeah, just so we're clear, like what this show is, is just a, a, three friends who love to talk about nerdy things. We're not professionals. We say it all the time. We're not professionals. We're not movie yeah. reviewers. We're, we're we we are more reaction than we are review. Uh, none of us have been to jur- journalist school or yep. movie school or whatever you call that. I don't. What they, I'm sure they don't call it movie school. I'm sure they call it something else. <laughs> no, no. It's it. Yeah, at the at University of Tennessee, it's there's movie a building. School? Yeah, it's 
movie school just that's cool right there. I, it's I'm comic sans yeah i'm i manage a a installation company or in, installation I, it's not even a company i manage <laughs> an installation branch of a company uh, uh brandon brandon works for the church <laughs> and dr j is currently is a uh, librarian <laughs> who's going to school to be a that's doctor holy trinity of music yeah so that's what we do. But we are nerds, lifelong nerds. We have had many a swirly uh, over our, our love for nerdy things. Um, that is our credentials. We've got the blood, sweat, and tears in, in that. But uh, as far as the, the episode, I love the subtle kind of misdirect at the beginning. You think it's kind of a flashback to, uh, to Dean. And and what happened with him? Just to find out that it's not. It's he comes in. He comes in with with the with with this. It's not a speeder. What is that thing? It's the Naboo uh, fighter. Yeah. He comes in with that tricked out, uh, pimp my ride Naboo fighter. Right. Blows Lake Placid in half and kind of saves the day, which I loved. There was some issues in that moment, like some of the things in that where he, you know. Everybody's like, get the children to the thing. And, and everybody's like trying to shoot this thing. And I'm going, hey, guys, y'all have jetpacks. Yeah. How about y'all fly the children away? Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, I don't know if it was something special about that cave. Just we got to defend the cave or just go somewhere else. Like, I mean, you've already, they've already established the fact that the, the waters of Mandalore is where the true you know, history stands like y'all just found a lake on this other planet. It's basically what you did with a giant space alligator, which Mm -hmm. I thought looked cool, but it was like, just use your jetpacks and fly away. Yeah, for real. But they didn't, they They didn't. didn't. That's star Wars though. That is star Wars. And I know you're going to pick that apart in a second. I'm going to try not to stop and defend myself along the way, by the way, like (laughs) I just did. So I'm going to try, we're going to try moving forward for me not to do that. We're just going to talk about the things I liked about it. Yeah. Um, I loved the fighter. I freaking love what they did with that Naboo fighter. Um, yeah. And then the uh, even the, the space fight with the pirates, I loved. it. Almost like a Fast and the Furious type feel. Mm-hmm. Him hiding behind the asteroids and jumping in and out. Um, I I loved that. Um, I love Navarro and how it's how it's built up. Uh, Apollo Creed is running the show there. I lo- <laughs> I love the things he's going there, and. He's kind of established this. Hey, I'm I'm a former, you know, bounty hunter slash pirate myself. Yeah. But we're changing things. Uh, the the pirates in that moment were kind of cheesy. The whole like, this is where we used to drink. I know it's a school now, but I want to drink my drink here. Okay, whatever. That's fine. But like, uh, I loved what they did with Navarro. I do wish that they in that moment would have established um, the timeline. They don't really address that. Like they kind of talk about if you listen to some interviews with mm-hmm. Filoni and Favreau, they talk about oh yeah, years have passed since right. since the first season. There, many many years have passed now at this point, which is why that city looks so much bigger. They didn't really address that. I, it would have right. taken literally a sentence of hey man, it's been two years since I've seen you, Mando. Just anything like that. Um, chronologically, it only like it feels like a, a month has passed since he picked up. Is exactly Grogu. right. Uh, Little subtle, subtle things with Grogu. He seems to be kind of like trying to voice. His noises are getting more like he's trying to communicate with those noises. Mm. There's a couple of times where he, he voices something. He doesn't actually say anything, but you can see like 
he's starting to get to that age now where so I'm expecting him. He's going to say his first words. He's going to say dad has soon or something, whatever. We're, we're expecting something. It's crazy because he's like 50 years old. Yeah. <laughs> well, pro- probably closer to 55, 60 now at this point. Oh, yeah. It's been he a was, couple years. <laughs> he was 50 when they when he found him. So um, I loved the shot of uh, Bo-Katan's castle mm-hmm. on the moon there. Very Lord of the Rings, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones like the banners, the um, and I love that it was empty because they all were like, Hey, you ain't got the saber, screw you, and like <laughs> and yeah. left her there. Uh, a pretty funny TikTok I saw was because he's walking up and she's just kind of like lounging on the throne, and uh, there's a funny TikTok where it's like, There's this chick being Bo Katan was just kind of goofing around, she's in her sweatpants and stuff, and she's like, Oh. The Mandalorian's here, and she starts scrambling to put the armor on and everything. Yeah. And then, then just by the time he walks in, she's just flopped down. She's like, "Hey, I didn't know you were here." You know, just that same thing. I thought that was pretty mm-hmm. funny. Um, I you can see they're setting up. Uh, obviously, they're headed to. He's headed to Mandalore. Um, one thing that did the the armor armor lady basically explains to him again the same thing that we've already heard her explain to him. <laughs> you know, you, you have to go right. dip in the waters for atonement, and that's that water's poison. The planet's poison now. You can't get there. She's already explained that once. And I remember, like, while she's explaining it, I was going, why are you telling him again? Right. Then it dawns on me. She explained it to him in Boba Fett. Right. So if you did not watch the Boba Fett show expecting to see two whole episodes of Mandal- Mandalorian right, right in the middle of it, then you did not see that. So they had to reestablish that for anybody who did not see Boba Fett, even though they did kind of put it in the, uh, in, in the opening, right. You know, recap. So whatever, but, uh, I'm not sure. Like at some point uh, we did get space wells. We did. Yeah. And I know a lot of people hate space wells. I, think, I don't understand that. I don't honest. understand that. Cause I think it's cool. Like I, the whole concept of these, of those creatures, I mean, it's it's weird when you if you're an animated series, which is where they mm-hmm. kind of were introduced. We're in and we're in the animated series, right? When you have to, re- if you want to lean on them as being a main factor of a situation, sure, that's I would not rely on them to, for that. But the concept of the space wells is cool. Yeah, and in this situation, it's really cool when when you realize that you know Grogu is reaching out to these space wells. Right. And the fact that we know that we got Ezra uh, coming soon. Right. We know that Thrawn's out there soon. And if mm-hmm. you watched Rebels, the end of Rebels, they're taken away by these space wheels, per- Pergola or whatever they're called. Yeah. They're taken away. So, like, it's just a nice little nod that, hey, that this is going to be, there's going to be a connection here at some point soon, either in this or in uh, Ahsoka. But that that's coming. It's just little nods like that where I was like, I'm digging that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get you get to the end. Uh, the space pirate guy was, yeah, he was whatever. He seemed really Star Warsy to me. He did seem Star Warsy, but he seemed also like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean too a little bit. I'm talking about this um, the Pirate King. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it just seemed that whole part seemed forced to me a little bit. I did like how they looked. I liked mm-hmm. how the pirates looked. I liked how the pirate king looked, but them alone seemed forced. It basically felt like we've got to put this in here to set up for a future situation that's going to take place. Um, but uh, I will say this: like 
the way this show, and, and of course how it ends, he's he's still handed, he's headed to Mand- Mandalore. Um, he, he has to go. He needs uh, IG Eleven fixed, which I thought it was kind of cool. He had the statue of him mm-hmm. there, um, but then it's like, hey, he's unfixable. Right. And Mando's like, let me see if I can fix him. I do like that he failed at it, and I, I and they're like, well, we can get these other creatures. That are, or if anybody can fix it, it has to be them. If they can't fix it, he's definitely unfixable. Right. That kind of explained it to me a little bit, but uh, um, I do like that we will get IG-11 at some point back. And the fact that he's sticking to that fact that he does not trust droids. He trusts him, but he doesn't trust droids. But then... Basically, how it, when he goes to the end, we're getting ready to go to Mandalore. I'm looking forward to that and setting up for the future. My biggest negative for this, I enjoyed the episode. I, again, it's not my favorite out of all the opening uh, episode ones of all three seasons. It's my least favorite. Mm-hmm. But I like what it's setting up for for the story moving forward. I still hate that it's only 30 minutes. Yep. I think that... Uh, a lot of the negatives that you're getting ready to hit me with here are can be improved if you have more time um, to tell more of this story week to week. Instead, of, I think this one was 34 minutes, which means if you take all the credits and recaps and everything out, you really only got probably like 26 minutes worth of content. 20, if that, yeah. 20 to 23 minutes of true storytelling in right. this, where if we'd had. 35 to 40 minutes of true story, you may not have had to rush the pirates situation. You may not have had to, uh, you know, rush some of these other things, causing some some conflict and, and story details. But, um, yeah, if I was going to rank it one out of five, I'm probably going to hit it with a s- solid 3.9. Just under four. Like, it's just under four for me. Okay. Um, three is kind of that. Mm-hmm. Three is a passing grade. I would go back and revisit it just because I enjoy that world. Yeah. I am a Star Wars guy. I, it's, it's the same thing with Ant-Man and, and the Wasp. I'll go back and watch that movie because of the world. I love be, sitting in that with the creatures and, the, uh, and, and just the community. I love to... The connection they they're not hiding from that connection with Din and Grogu. As far as he's concerned, this is the Last of Us Star Wars edition. Like he he is committed. This is his kid now, and they're not shying from that. I love the scene where he's asleep and Grogu gets out of his little cockpit and gets yeah. up in his lap. It was just like like it's there's no like there's no hiding it now. Well, no, that is his son, and he considers him his dad, and they're not hiding from that. Grogu did some cool things in this too, just you know, stealing the candy, uh, trying to uh, kill the little creature in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you've been writing a lot of notes over there. Yeah, I have. All right. Listen, I know that that I am very passionate, and I have a lot of very strong feelings about content that's being released. I mean, one of the founding things that we started this whole uh, spiel with was that I want a good story. <laughs> and I can't explain how much it bothers me when you have a company that has the resources 
the amount of uh, not just resources, but then also just like like credibility, like backing behind its name. Like it's not some Joe Schmo from whatever company yeah. that's producing it. Like this is Star Wars. They have all the money. They have again. We say that all the yes. time. They have all the money. And not all only is this like Star Wars, like this is Disney owned Star Wars. This yeah. is the most like the popular, the the biggest company that of probably modern entertainment today producing like it is a subsection of that company now and what they are producing is lackluster in my opinion you know we've been talking about adding a new segment to the to the show because i have such strong feelings and not just me myself but you know, kind of. You, you mentioned this last week, and that's kind of sparked the idea. Uh, but just a, a segment that we like to call "Get Off My Lawn." Hey, get off my lawn! <laughs> <laughs> oh, music's to come soon with that. Thank you, Brando, for the quick edit. <laughs> but here we go. By the way, that is the most Connecticut he's ever sounded. Was right there in my moment. <laughs> hey, get off my lawn! It was, it was great. So, here's the thing. I, like, as you were kind of talking, uh, it was just kind of sparking up some of the things that I was thinking as I was watching the show. He's like, I'm reminded. I hate this show even more. So <laughs> but, I mean, you bring up the fact that uh, he he went to visit Bo-Katan. Um, he was at, like, Navarro. He went to the original, like, the planet with the rest of the uh, Mandalore, Mandalorian people, Mandalore. Yeah, Lake, um, Lake Placid. Yeah, the alligator, big old alligator waters, and that was dope. It, it was a so. What I don't have an issue with the show is like production value. I think that there's never been a moment, aside from maybe like Luke's CGI face, that kind of gave like the, a little bit of uncanny first, value. I think the first, the one. first one, yeah, correct. The second one was the second one was really solid, especially yeah. for like what they were doing. Um, like, I mean. It's pretty wild. They hired That's, that. They hired that deep fake guy. Yeah, the, I think at that point and it was pretty. It was. Wild. It was pretty close. As close as I feel like you probably could get with today's yeah. technology. But so, like, production value is not something that I'm watching this. I'm like, man, this like this is yeah. pulling me out of the movie. Production value was something that was pulling me actively pulling me out of uh, Quantum Mania. The fact that you could tell that everywhere they were at, they were standing in this like big old blue or green screen room and there was nothing that felt like grounded or real about the um the quantum realm and i get it it's the quantum realm so like yeah you're you're working with what you have it's hard to you, i mean you can't do a live set if you're in a place that doesn't exist right. that being said knowing that none of this was like tactile or had any feeling to it seeing like the uh, Modoc's face and just the tragedy that that was um, that pulled me that actively pulled me out of the movie. There's nothing that's been in the Mandalorian that series that, that yeah. pulls me out of the movie. Some other things that I liked about it, I'll go through the things I liked. Let's go. Other things that I like. Stay liked on about my it. lawn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that it gave uh, continuity. Um, well, he goes and visits, and I can't remember the the name of like the the people group, but it's the guys that they, that are eventually working on IG Eleven, and he's oh, yeah. he's going to him. You get the scene with Grogu like p- 
picking them up like as like as if they were a pet. Yeah. And that gives continuity to um, episode nine. Then I was like, okay, that's a cool tie in to see like these aren't just like people that popped up. It's the same thing of like Jawas show up all the time in the original, right. not only just the original trilogy, the prequels. Uh, I don't know if they show up in the sequels. I'm not going to make a stance, so then I don't have to apologize for it later. But Jawas are not something that are question. are uh, something that like only happened once in a Star Wars thing. So I like right. that continuity is being created via a TV show. It's what Clone Wars did with yeah. the prequels. Some things that I didn't like. It felt like it was just reminiscent of the fact that like the first season of of the Mandalorian and the second season of the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, all three of those are very much like nothing happens in the season. I mean, you have Lord almighty, you have a season where this guy, he finds this kid and then is trying to find like a place for this kid to go essentially and goes on every side quest imaginable to take him from point A to point B. Yeah. Where, so then as you're watching this story and it's like, yeah, sure. Like these side quests are like, they can be entertaining. A lot of times they're not entertaining, but sometimes they can be entertaining. Yeah. But then it's also like, what does this mean? What is this actually doing? And it's like, as if I'm playing Skyrim again and I'm like, okay, <laughs> before I start the first mission, which if you haven't played Skyrim, it's um, you're you essentially head into um, Riverwood or River Run or whatever, and you get this first like quest that sends you to uh, Dragon's Reach. Instead of going to Dragon's Reach, which is the first quest that you can do, I do every single side quest that ever existed, and maybe that's for a niche group of people, but that just pulls me out of a story. Because there's yeah. not really a story that's being created. It's all these like, oh, I'm just watching, uh, I'm watching Mando and Grogu just screw around for 20 minutes. Yeah, it's 20 minutes, so I guess like that's the benefit of having a really short show. At least they're not wasting an hour of my time. But <laughs> here's but here's the thing. It's if this was released, hey, get off my lawn. <laughs> if this was released. All as one as I think this could work as a movie per se, um, because at least in a two hour span, we know that a goal is being reached. But as for something that is released weekly um, and you're only getting, like we said, 20, 25 minutes max of real content to digest for an entire week, it just falls short for me. It's like, like, I don't think I would have enjoyed I mean, I've seen all of um, all of Clone Wars. Clone Wars has a lot of filler episodes. All yeah. of their episodes are very much like... I mean, it was originally released for Cartoon Network. So, yeah, they're not going to yeah. have very long episodes. But all of their content had... It was very short, very digestible. And it was 100% this like, oh, here's point. Like, we are doing this one very, very small thing for this one episode. And we're moving on. And then the next episode, yada, yada. I don't think... And I watched a little bit of Clone Wars as it was, like, releasing, like, if it was on TV. But it wasn't, it didn't release at a time that I was, like, digesting content to the degree that I would now. And watching it back as, like, as an adult, seeing, I don't think I would have enjoyed that 
actually watching it week to week and it's like, oh, I can't wait for the next Clone Wars to release. Yeah. It was watching it all from... Those are remarkably short episodes. Yes. Like, amazingly short episodes. So waiting a week would have sucked. Ah, uh, yeah. But jumping into it and just watching the entire thing, it helps your brain kind of forget the parts that they're deliver like they are wasting your time. I, it, Mandalorian, I will say this, Mandalorian, if you do, if you do that, it, it does that as well. Like if you watch it just straight through, for me, it was like, you kind of get past the whole mission after mission. I, w- I will say one, I'll push back one little thing on, on the whole mission on top of mission on top of mission thing. I, not so much the second half, like season two on, mm-hmm. um, is that, uh, is that a good thing? I think on the uh, initially though you needed that initially because he has no idea what Grogu is, sure, where he's from, what he's doing. So him going from place to place to try to figure that out, I think was important. And and, and again, it's also where you set up your your um, you know the people that the, the important characters in the show. Mm-hmm. I think in season one. It works the best because it, it sets you up with the uh, I have spoken guy, uh, right. Nick Nolte. It, it sets you up with his character, which comes into play. It sets you up with IG 11, come, comes into play. Cara Dune comes into play uh, before she got on Twitter. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously uh, Apollo, <laughs> and I should know their actual character names, but I just, yeah. yeah. But, you know, the, all those people come to play. So you have to meet those folks. I think season one does it the best. Out of the three, season two for me is where that gets. It's too much backtracking to be such short. It's like the, yeah. the the woman on Tatooine. It was like, why did we go back to Tatooine? Why do we have to go? Like, I understand like the yeah. ship blew up. Like I mean, there's things there. Like why did we have to go back? It's because it's a side quest, and they like it's oh man. So we even in the same vein in this episode, why did we have to go back to the planet with all the Mandalorian if we know what happened. And I get it's to catch up the audience right. on, oh, this happened in the Book of Boba Fett. There should Why be, release it in the Book of Boba Fett? The, like, the two best episodes of Mandalorian are probably in that in, in Boba Fett. Right. And so yeah. it's like, so this is, one, I would assume a vast majority of the people who are watching the Mandalorian have also seen the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I would... I like I could easily make that and not regret that as a as a statement. Right. For now. Jake, you might be able to prove me wrong. I don't know where you're gonna find statistics on that, but I believe in you. Um I have faith in Jake. Yeah. So in that same vein, it's that whole sequence, I mean, what did that that sequence took up uh, say five minutes of time. Right. Probably took up more than that, but if it was five minutes of time of whatever yeah, you can kind of see the parallel that was nice to reach with, um, like, seeing that kid that's being, like, the whole, it's a mimicking of, like, Christian baptism. Like, he's being yeah. birthed into, um, like, the Mandalorian Yeah, see, seeing, seeing their religion, which, I mean, if you have not watched, you know, Rebels and, um, what was it? What's the other? Clone Wars. If you yeah. haven't watched them and, and seen some of the, Backstory of the of the two factions of Mandalorians and their mm-hmm. beliefs, and he had Bo-Katan's group. It was you know more like freedom fighters, rebels, yep. versus the traditional. I call them the Southern Baptist uh, Man- <laughs> Mandalorians, where it's you know yeah. leave the helmet on. You know, it's like if you don't see that, you had that has to be explained to you. I think to some degree. Yeah, I like seeing that. However, 
I feel like they could have had a better reason for him to go and visit. That's what I'm saying. That. There should have been a, there should have been a reason why he was there, right? Other than to, hey, just so we're clear, so I I absolutely have to go bathe in the waters. <laughs> yeah, like that's really. I, I can't remember what you said. <laughs> the only reason we got that scene, and I and I'll agree, I'll, I'll agree with you on, on on this side. Like the only reason we got that scene is number one to see how cool that fighter was when yeah. it blows, you know, the alligator in half. And, and we've then, already seen that fighter in action. We've already seen it in action, and it looked. It, we still got it in this episode in the pirate fight. Exactly. We still got to see how cool it was there. Yeah. Uh, so, like to see that happen, and basically to get explained to us once again that he has to go there. Like there right. should have been a reason why he was why he was there. Like there should have been. You know, I, I'm not sure what it is. Right. It should have been just a coincidence. Like they were on this particular planet that he was already on, or anything besides. I, I, there should have been a reason that he did anything this episode. There should have been a reason that he went to Navarro. Even and I if, get it's to get IG-11, but yeah. why does a guy that hates droids need a droid? Well, he, If we've seen anything from the Book of Boba Fett, or really if we've seen anything from um, the, like, the Mandalorian himself, yeah. he can handle himself without the need of a droid. Well, he, he needed... I think the thing with the droid is he needs a protocol droid to scan... To scan the planet, like, that's what they're that's what they're going to use it for. Because the planet is supposedly poisonous, like the Empire poisoned the waters. It poisoned the, the land. That's why that it's inhabitable. That's why none of them live there anymore, is because the Empire destroyed their planet and poisoned the planet. So he wants to take that protocol protocol droid there to help with scanning that, finding safe places to land. Right. Find so, but that they literally mention that like. But they don't even mention that that's what he's for. It's like, but it's not. They allude to it like five seconds. It's just like boom, boom, boom. From what the episode that, like really shows, it's it's just like, oh, I need a droid. I need a droid, and yeah. that's that's it. And it's like you can't. They like yeah. They say it's poison, but then again, he's also carrying around a piece of the planet like on him on his person. So it can't be that poisoned. Like it's not irradiated. Well, at least. I mean, it's unless he just scrubbed it really hard. Like he yeah, got, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's what he's needing the droid for is to prove that wrong again. He, I, one, my biggest thing with Star Wars yeah. is like it's always missing one sentence out of the conversation. It's also like if you just need a droid to scan a planet. Why do you need this droid? And I get yes, he's like he trusts this droid. He doesn't trust other droids. The reason he trusts that droid is dumb to begin with. But if we're going to, like, if we're going to, whatever, like, accept one thing. It's like, at the end of the day, droids are programmed. I love C-3PO. Love C-3PO. Yeah. I love R2. They're still programmed droids. Right. I mean, that, that's, they're, they're programmed out. Star Wars has taken liberties with their droids, given them more personalities and almost a soul, mm-hmm. which is fine. And if you're around, if you know, if you just encounter C three PO, he's just going to be a protocol droid to you. He's just going to yeah. be that, you know, the guy, the, the droid that interprets and stuff like that. Same thing with R two. Uh, however, if you are around R two for four or five, six movies, yeah, R two's got a little sass to him. You discover that C three PO is a little sarcastic. You you discover that. Same thing with IG eleven. But here's the thing: at any point. You can reach over and pull the plug on it because it's a freaking droid. It's and it's also like a, the point of IG Eleven, like one, he's not even a protocol droid. Like yeah. he's not a droid that is designed to 
scour out and do the same things that C-3PO he's, or he's R2 could do. He's droid. a bounty hunter droid. That's what they should like. I, I would have appreciated that more if he had leaned into the fact that I've never experienced a droid that that killed like he did. Yeah, I even st- at that. I, it's I like, think that if I want to kick people off my lawn for a little bit <laughs> about Mandalorian. I'm bringing Man- you over to my side. Yeah, Ma- Mando, side. my favorite scene in Mandalorian um, outside of the, some of the Skywalker stuff, my favorite scene in the Mandalorian is actually in Boba Fett when he shows up and he hits him with the I can take you in cold, you know. Yeah. And when he's bounty hunting. Right. I wish that they would lean more into the bounty hunting side. Like the whole I think the whole mission to mission to mission thing works out if they need funds. Like where is he getting the money from? Where is it how is he funding this trip? I have to get this kid to to point B here. Right. I don't have the credits to get from here to here. I don't have the credits to how did he get the credits to afford to rebuild this Naboo Starfighter? He didn't. Yeah. The missions would have made sense if he went bounty hunting, we've we've got to get some credits. And he goes and finds let's go find this guy. Let's go Yeah. That would have been more interesting to me because you that's where you get your Western, that's where you get your, you know, Clint Eastwood walking into the bar, walking into a shootout. Um, you could have had those moments, and that's where you introduce the Boba Fetts and the Cad Banes and the you you, you cross you know Phoenix Shands. You, you cross pollinate right. there. I think makes that st- what makes that story even bigger. I mean, and again, right. I get my itch scratched, my Star Wars itch scratched in this because I get lightsabers, man. I get, I get you know droids. I get baby Yodas, and I get cool helmets and the ships and stuff. Right. Um, and it's still better than. Freaking Rise of Skywalker, uh, by far. I got to see Luke Skywalker be a bad A. Like, I, how I, much better I, is it than Rise of Skywalker? It's, okay, it's it's better than Rise of Skywalker. How much? Because here's the thing. It's like okay, I think it's what makes it what makes it better than Rise of Skywalker though. It's it's definitely a better story than Rise of Skywalker. But Rise, Rise is Sky- it though? It is. It's like like Rise of Skywalker like, is like six different stories that. But at least it's committing to a story. Whereas, like, the story of Mandalorian Season 1 is, okay, this guy is delivering this child. Yeah. And it's like, sure, this guy delivers this child over, what, a nine-episode season? And through the process of it, he's not doing anything. He's not, he's not doing anything to necessarily progress in this plot. It's like, oh... Well, I would deliver this child, but I got to do this thingy first. But he is progressing in his relationship with the child, which is what we're getting out of Last of Us. Sure, but it's in a different vein at that yeah. point. I'm, by the way, I'm not saying that Mandalorian is as good as Last of Us before anybody adds well, me on that. I'll, to that avail, I think the the part that's frustrating for me is like this show, at its absolute best, is still not anywhere close to some of the like forms of entertainment that we've received 100% at like by any means. 100%. And if that's the standard, it makes it hard to watch something like this with open eyes. Cause it's like at the very end of the day, there's nothing that's ha- like he goes and he visits uh, Bo-Katan for no reason. He just walks in there and she's like, Hey, that planet's cursed. 
I'm not going with you. And he's yeah. like, all right, peace. Again, and that's all, just, we're again, always, wasting the time. We're always one or two sentences away. Like, explain why you have to go to Bo-Katan. Like, what, right. why, why, is, why do you need Bo-Katan? I need somebody to go with me. Okay, great. I need somebody who's, who's been there recently. Yeah. Great. Or, or just like set up something one of the previous seasons where Bogotan's like, it's not actually poisonous. Just a little hint, just something like that where he's like, I, I got to go back and figure out. I know somebody who's been there, you know. Yeah. Um, we're still, we're just tiptoeing around this whole Darksaber thing too. Like it's. Right. Like and he, like here's he, the, again, he probably like, Bogotan will probably show up in later episodes. But yeah. because of one, like the, the sparsity in episodes as far as like link that's being given, even if she shows up next episode and it pays off some homage to this first episode yeah. and it's like, oh, that's why he went to see her this first episode. The damage has already been done from one week to the next week because it is so disconnected. Yeah. So I in the first that. episode as is, that whole series where he's walking in and he's asking her for help is just, again, is just wasting the time of the viewer. Even yeah. if it plays off later, it still is wasting the time of the viewer because that is not a branch that is connected in this sort of, um, like, in this sort of entertainment, in this sort of content yeah. that's being produced. If I it was a movie, it'd be fine. Sure. If it, was, if it was a movie and she showed up in the first 15 minutes of the movie and then didn't show up for, like, another 20, another 25 minutes later and then... Yeah like actually did show up, you could draw ties to it. Like it would be maybe not desirable, but it would be at least like, okay, that makes sense. I still, I, I, I still think to, if you have longer episodes, you don't have to force feed some cer- certain things that you feel like you have to, right? Cause you don't have much time to tell the story and you got to set up this next phase. If you have longer episodes, the thing with star Wars and I, and I know like the episodes are expensive. Like I, I get it. Like it's, it's expensive, but back to that word simplicity, the simplicity of the original star Wars was not the CGI. Mm-hmm. It was the puppets. It was the, yeah. The cardboard cutouts of the of the planets and different things. It was the dialogue. It was the, you know, just before the lightsaber came out, you were already. It was the conversations with Luke and Obi Wan Kenobi with, yeah. with Ben. It before before a lightsaber was remotely brought out of anything. It was the tension leading up to the fight, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that it's like Last of Us this week, another great episode. Yeah, so we we knew. We we've known for two episodes now that, you know, with uh, with him killing that that guy, there's going to be some some stuff getting ready to pop off. Right. If you've played the game, you definitely knew it. But if you haven't played the game, you knew there was there was there was going to be retribution there, at least an attempt at it. Right. And for the entire episode, before like any, before he has a chance to go off, before Joel can can be Joel, and before Ellie can be Ellie. About seventy percent of this week's episode is just straight tension. Yeah, it's sneaking around through snow. It's sneaking around through the right. rooms. It's you know, uh, it's dialogue between with the crazy preacher and her. It's it's like oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then in the last what ten minutes of the episode is where all the action takes takes place. So by the time we get there, there's such a feeling of completion that even though like Joel is still not 
hundred percent. Right. Ellie is forever mentally damaged, you yeah. know, from this. They're barely walking away from this building. There's still a breath of completion at the end of an episode. Right. Stranger Things did that really well in in, in their last season. Uh, House of the Dragon. Each episode, even though there was cliffhangers, you still had a breath of completion. Yeah. You've in three seasons of Mandalorian, we've probably gotten that maybe three times. Yeah. Maybe. And and, and unfortunately, to that same point, I think two of them had to do with Luke freaking Skywalker. Exactly. Yeah. Which so I, I'm with you. I'm on your team from yeah. that standpoint. And it's like to that same point, it's like you bring up these these series and these well written stories. Like if we're if we go back to The Last of Us, which again is not a great apples to apples comparison for um, Mando, but it is at least something that like today these are good TV shows or these are high budget TV shows that are being released. Right. In the past episode, the past the episode before last, with um, like what you were just alluding to of Joel and Ellie, they're in the town. They get attacked by the people. Where the Mandalorian would have treated that is that they are in the town. They get attacked. He kills all of them, and then he leaves. And then you just don't hear about him ever again. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, why was he there to begin with? But what the carefully crafted story is like, yes, he went to that town. He he didn't kill all. He killed one of them. The other guys know that the other like you hear like the like oh no this guy's dead whatever his name was, and then not only on that, Joel is now bleeding out and passes out at the end of the episode. Yeah. So there is one story that is now overlapping with a new story that's being released. Yeah. In the same vein, he's in the cabin that now like he's still deathly ill. And that's a, a problem, but that problem is now being ran over with yeah. Ellie's arc that we're that we're seeing. So we it's get this that, flashback. So they're mu- like melding into each other, which leaves again, you wanting to watch it, continue watching yeah. what's happening. Again, one episode ends with you going, she got him in the house. But there's still that moment of, oh, crap, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, and I, I She just, got him in the house. He's not safe. And it's like she, and then you're like, oh shoot, she's about to have a breakdown. Like this is hard for her. She's a child. Yeah. I mean, every episode of most anything show related, and really right now movie related in the Star Wars MCU world, which I know we talk a lot of Star Wars and MCU, but it's like the two again, it's the two biggest properties out there who have all right. the money and all the CGI and all the stuff. Um, they're st- they're missing so much of that. The simplicity of just like how do you close out an episode? Mm-hmm. Now we've talked a lot of negative in Mandalorian. I I did have some positive. Um, <laughs> I had like one or two. You had one or positive. two points. So overall story though, because uh, with Brando, now, we were going to do some incursion or, or diversion, um, but without Brando here, I think we hold off on that. But I do want to get some of these Chewbacca cup yeah. questions. Um, Mandalorian episode one's down. Uh, it's Tuesday night here when we're recording, so episode two will will hit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I have uh, some people that I follow who have got to see the first two episodes at their screening or whatever. They said, you know, most of them liked episode one, kind of like me. They're like episode one was good, not my favorite out of all the episode ones yeah. of the seasons, but it was good. But then they followed up by immediately going, but episode two, banger. So. In the grand scheme of everything that we know is going on out there, Ahsoka, 
Ezra, Thrawn, uh, Boba Fett's still out there technically. Fennec Shan's still out there. We're you know he's still trying to get to Mandalore. Uh, I, I, another pet peeve of mine with this show is like, why are you hanging on to this religion? What's the point? Yeah. Well, like why have you they should have established why it is so important to him like at some point we need to see who saved him like we should have already seen that by now like who saved him yeah. let them have been staunch devoted to that religion which made him be that right like not necessarily it's the religion itself that he's committed to it was who was his Ben right who was his Ben Kenobi <clears throat> and why Ben Kenobi saved him showed him the way mm. And now he's like, I have to stick to it because of him, not yeah. necessarily because of the religion. I wish, maybe they will still establish that at some point. I just think by by season three, that should have already been established, right? But with all the stuff that's out there, um, what in this story are you looking forward to? Hopefully, that can, will take place. Is there any like speculation that you might see uh, moving forward of something that you want to see? I guess. I I I say just for, for me personally, this whole dark saber thing, mm-hmm. that to me, that undertone of the dark saber, is so much bigger and so much cooler to me than anything else that's going on right now. Right. Um. Him like the mission for me, is fine. He can he wants to re you know, baptize himself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that was for Tom. <laughs> if you if you don't know that reference, go watch Purple Rain. Um, but that's fine if that's the mission. He's wanting to rebaptize himself. He's got the Darksaber. Yeah. We know the established lore of that, how important that saber is. Mm-hmm. There should be, number one, there should always be a large chunk of people who are looking to find the person who wields it to follow him. Right. There's also a large group of people looking to take that saber yeah. from who wields it. He should not be fighting pirates right now. Right. He should be fighting Mandalorians right now. Like, Bo-Katan should either be a, a legit ally to him or a outward enemy at mm-hmm. this point. Like, that should have been, with him getting that saber, that should already be a, <laughs> like a, right. a, a thing right now. So... Um, the saber was more important before he touched it. Yeah, when he which him, is sad because it's like this is be cool if like it's like yeah this is like he has the dark saber like he can lead the entire group of people. It. But I preferred it whenever he didn't have it because like yeah. now even as you're saying that it's like do I even like do I care if he has the dark saber because what is what is going to happen with it what the yeah, I he's mean, gonna lead what? Are, are they twenty people? Are you gonna hit us? <laughs> are you gonna hit us with a Harry Potter like? Well, the wand actually belonged to the other person right, when he won yeah. the wand from the, which is fine. I'm not crapping on Harry Potter. That's a great moment in the book yeah. movie, slash movie. However, well, I'll, I'll, that's another another, another episode, episode. Another episode when Brando's here, uh, but like, he still has the dark saber. I want I want to see the the, the consequences of that. We still haven't seen that. We saw him trying to wield it a little bit in, yeah. in Boba Fett, not in Mandalorian, but we still saw him try to wield it a little bit. The minute that he... I remember when he got the saber. When he when he got it from Moth Gideon, I remember it was a moment of like, holy crap. Yeah. 
100%. He, that, that's huge. Like, he's the ruler of Mandalore. Right. You know, by lore. So especially when he's from the religious side of it that is so into the lore, mm-hmm. he should know that. Like, he should right. know how important that is. So I want to see, I don't, like, the space pirates are cool. I love Jack Sparrow. Like, it's a, the Pirates of the Caribbean are a guilty pleasure of mine. Shout out, Wes. Uh, but, like, I want to see him fighting Mandalorians. There should be Mandalorians trying to take him out, and there should be Mandalorians trying to serve, like, under him because he's right. got the saber. Yeah. I want to see that. That's a good story to me. That's a good... If we're going to do side missions, give me those side missions. Yeah. While he's trying to, you know, atone for his, you know, taking his helmet off. Yeah. Um, in in a, in the same vein, if we're going to do side missions, I the one that I would like to see the most is the one are the ones that involve Ahsoka and especially her, like her journey yeah. to finding Ezra, because especially since they're all connecting now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like if I'm if I'm watching this. And I'm going going to keep watching it. Do I have a lot of faith for the series at this point? No. But is that I'm open for change. I'm totally open for change. But you believe in Jesus. There's I do believe grace. in Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus pre he preaches redemption. So yeah. you know, I'm gonna hold out and say that this is not the end of Mando season three in my book. Um, after one episode. After one episode. But that being said, it seems like Filoni and Favreau only know how to make the Clone Wars. And we're just getting a live action version of the Clone Wars that's worse than the Clone Wars because it's live action. You can't do as many many things live action and it costs a lot more money. Side note, I think that's probably why neither one of those guys is going to run Lucasfilm. That's <laughs> yeah. also another episode. But Right. All the fans who want Filoni to run the show, which I love Filoni, and he is the biggest Star Wars fan you'll let, I mean, in, on the planet. Yeah. I, because of that reason, I don't know that we will see either one of those two guys actually run Lucasfilm. Right. Um, I still think that they will run things under Lucasfilm, but not they won't be Kathleen Kennedy's replacement. Yeah. By any means. So that's the thing I'm looking forward to. It's like if this show is just going to be spreading seeds for other things to release and like that's right. that's the point of the show fine whatever then the thing that i want to see is ahsoka and hope to god it takes after andor as compared to mandalorian yeah, that is coming out um in the spirit of star wars well we got just a few minutes we're sitting right at the hour mark right now we got a few minutes left uh I want to let's lean on old faithful man. Let's and let's let's one take that started some, it all. The one that started it all, and let's uh, let's take a few questions from the Chewbacca cup, which is actually right on here. the table. It's on the table, folks. Yeah. You know, there are some pieces of paper that are in here. I'm pretty sure they're old questions. They are. It's a great thing that we have them written down, though. We do have them written down. Uh, before we jump into this, though, just want to remind everybody, we are on YouTube. We are yeah. on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Twitter. That's the devil's playground. Um, <laughs> 
We, uh, but all those places have bios and in every single one of those bios, we have a link in there that takes you to all of our social media accounts. And most recently our merch site, get in there, rep the brand. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's everything. There's hats, there's mugs, t-shirts, stickers, water bottles, sweaters, hoodies, hoodies. I actually, I bought a hat and a hoodie. I'm wearing the hat. It's warmed up. Uh, I wore the hoodie yesterday. Yeah, there you go. I think my wife is currently sleeping in the hoodie right now, so uh, she she says it's a comfortable hoodie. I haven't mm. had a chance to wear it yet. She's a fan. She told she is a fan of she's she's a fan of me. I don't think she actually listens to the show. You know, we have to have her on one time. By the way, Katie is one of the people that if she did not like the hoodie, she would tell you that it's one a. Of, she told me she hates the hat. So. <laughs> So, you know, which is why I'm wearing it here and I haven't worn it in public. <laughs> Hearing that she is wearing the hoodie currently means that it's a good hoodie a good and you sign. need to buy one. We have talked about, by the way, we've talked about doing uh, a TV show because uh, not doing a TV show, but doing, <laughs> doing an episode on TV shows. Maybe in the future. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe in the future. Uh, we we nerd, people nerd out over many things that are not comic books and, and capes but uh one of those is tv shows and so we were going to do a uh, a friends versus the office versus a parks and recs episode and katie's gonna come in here like a like a like a force and, and defend her beloved office uh <laughs> anyway so chewbacca cup uh seeing the the teenage mutant ninja turtles trailer that just came out yeah um, which we have a reaction video to should be out on our YouTube channel. Um, what nerdy property would you like to see made in that same animation style as uh, the Spider-Verse or yeah. Puss in Boots, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what property would you like would you like to see made in that, you that know, style? Star Wars did it a little bit. Um, <coughs> And that's a series that I, I didn't get behind super duper well, but they kind of did a little bit of the animation style a little bit different. It was more of a 2D animation. With that anime thing they did? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, I would really like to see like this kind of animation in something like a more um, comic book, like uh, Batman like uh, yeah. comic with like the OG, like navy and gray suit. Like having yeah. a really over the top, more um, like uh, uh, Mark Hamill, like Joker type of like feeling to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be that would be sick because we we have gritty, we have like dark Batman, and while I I really like the realist, like the realism, like the whatever you want to call it type of Batman that we've gotten, it seems like the every version is kind of doing the same type of thing and darker. Yeah. yeah. It'd be really cool to see something that's a little bit more lighthearted that yeah. kind of pulls away from that a bit. That gets kind of true to like what you would have watched back whenever it came out in the thirties and forties. Yeah. I've got, I've actually got two. Uh, one is I would love to see, um, a Harry Potter mm. animated yeah. series, um, based on, uh, order of the Phoenix. Hmm. The origins yeah. of, of those characters, I think, would be pretty pretty cool. See some missions and stuff like that. See them fighting the Death Eaters and, you know, 
well, Voldemort's out there and all these characters are out there, it'd be kind of cool to see right. that. Or a Snape Origins, too. That'd be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Um, but just a wild card out there, Power Rangers. I was just thinking that. Power I think Rangers would be cool. Something We're, that has a lot of like hand-to-hand combat would yeah. be really cool. Um, it'd I be think, cool to see their their what are they what are their giant robots called? Uh, I don't want to say the the wrong thing. I don't either. <laughs> Instead of them looking like they're made out of cardboard, it'd yeah, be cool yeah. If they, it'd be cool if they actually look like transformers. That's and they could they could do a lot with scale there, like make them absolutely massive. But it actually it doesn't feel like you're watching some old like Japanese film where Swords. it's obviously. Swords? Yep. Yeah. Yes. Megazord. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. There it is. I knew it'd get me. It'd get back to me. <laughs> but like, whenever they get, like, they turn into the Megazords, it looks like the, um, like, if you ever seen any, um, the old uh, Godzilla films where it's like, oh, yeah. these giant monsters that are obviously just like normal people yeah. that are standing with like building sizes that Card- were made. Cardboard. That, yeah. Buildings. Yeah. It, they could do a lot with scale there to make it look be more cool. like. Um, Shoot, what's that kaiju? Um, uh, it's literally uh, Pacific Rim. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh man, that took way too long. That's what. Sh- okay. Um, it looks. <laughs> almost made it a full episode. Uh, it looks like John Bernthal may be joining Daredevil: Born Again, which is great news. Yeah. Uh, best Punisher we've ever had. Um, if he wasn't playing Punisher, though, uh, for the MCU, or if he wasn't playing Punisher for the MCU, what other superhero slash villain would you like to see him play? Foggy. Be Foggy Nelson. No kidding. <laughs> really? Just imagine you have, you have Matt Murdock going. This is <laughs> this is John Bernthal. Yeah, the broodiest. Like buffest Foggy Nelson. Everybody's like, ever what's wrong with that guy? It's like, why are you the superhero? But it's still the same, like, same dialogue that we get from Foggy Nelson in in the Netflix series. So he's still very yeah. timid. He's still like cracking jokes. Like he's still like full of himself. But it's just not <laughs> at all. I like that. Uh, uh, Thomas Wayne. Oh yeah. Honestly, he'd make a good Bruce Wayne. He'd make a good Bruce Wayne too. Uh, or um, Deadshot, make a great Deadshot. Deadshot, that's a good Deathstroke. He make a fantastic Deathstroke he too. He would be a phenomenal Deathstroke, actually. Hmm. There's a lot in the DC universe he could be. That'd be pretty fun. What about? Is there anything outside of superheroes? Uh, Lord of the Rings. I mean, yeah. insert him anywhere. Yeah, in, in could, there. He could wield an axe. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, start bench. Or cut the following. Uh, there have been reports of a Lord of the Rings reboot. Uh, them do, redoing the Lord of the Rings movies. Um, so start, bench, cut, Lord of the Rings reboot. Um, the first MCU X-Men movie being a musical. Or a MODOK series on Disney+. Plus. Um, Pretty sure we're start. Obviously, the musical. 100%. I have to see what that does. 100%. It, I mean, if you think about it, Hugh Jackman, I mean... Bring it on. Yeah, he's he's done multiple musicals now. It could be magical, honestly, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, and he just Can leads you imagine it. the scene where they discover Nightcrawler in the church? I mean, that's just going to be... 
It's gonna be awesome. Yeah, you could do a lot. You could do like a very um, like Hamilton vibe with that. Yeah, a lot of like just a, like a brooding uh, a Professor X in his wheelchair, just staring off in the yeah. distance. Uh, yeah. Um, cut. Uh, I definitely cut the Modoc series. I I think that needs some time to to sit. Gotta get that too taste. much. Gotta get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Too much with it right now. Which to means- bench, I would definitely say the Lord of the Rings <coughs> reboot. Um, I think Rings of Power did well, but it wasn't didn't go over super duper well with fans. I think that yeah. has potential. Um, I think that it needs a little bit of time to yeah find its. It's grounding. I agree. You know. Well, he didn't send us an outro video. He didn't. Audio, did he? So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us on 1-900 Nerdy Talk. Uh, Stay tuned next week when we will have uh, our very own Pastor Colbert's uh, back in the studio as he uh, is going through his Star Wars journey right now for the first time in his life. We're going to talk about that. Uh, get on the social medias. Get in the comment sections. Buy some merch. Tell your friends. Tell your mom and them uh, to listen every Thursday, 6 p.m. One nine hundred Nerdy Talk. We thank you. Send Love. us some questions for the Baca Cup. Yeah, we're running out. Send some more. Cue that solo. <laughs> <laughs>